demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run, but count the cost. The battle's won, but the child is lost. Two! This is Kari Payton, I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should too. Oh, shit! Very quickly, this is no longer a coffee podcast. It is a wine podcast. So, hi, welcome to your Fear of the Walking Dead cast. I'm Scott McGregor, this is Mike Zumo. How's it going? We are here, yes, it is going. We are here so far. Uh, we are covering tonight, hopefully, uh, The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 15, title is Worth, and um, I'm going to say something that might get me in trouble, but I don't give a fuck, because this is my podcast, and uh, as of the recording of this, like, a little while ago, uh, we started bombing, or at least missiling Syria, along with uh, Britain and um, France. And I'm not going to get political. I don't care who the president is. Uh, this is just, um, we're covering this very violent show, which is now in a, uh, little story arc of all out war, which is something we may have just started in real life. And the reason I think humans make shows like this is not that we're all hopefully evil creatures that like to watch death and stuff like that. I think oh, we, we suck. We do suck, for the most part. Uh, well, you know, it could go 50-50 either. You know, our, our species is either inherently evil or, or just ends up being that way. Uh, I don't know. I don't even going to go into the, the philosophical shit on that. Um, but me personally, as I said, we're not supposed to get political on this network, and I'm not really going to, but anyone who's followed my shit for a while, either on Facebook or in the podcast, knows that I'm pretty much against the whole humans killing humans thing. As I said, it makes you feel like kind of a hypocrite when you watch shows like this and we cover shows like this, but I think shows like this and good science fiction throughout the ages is always supposed to have been uh, cautionary tales that says, look how bad this all is. We really shouldn't do this shit in real life. Yeah, you haven't really seen an AI story that ended well for humans, have we? No, or any kind of war story, really, um, unless, you know, a lot of the movie war stories are us beating back aliens, but the aliens get in some pretty good licks before we take them out, and, um, you know, the whole whole point of, uh, as I said, I think these shows is to offer humanity a catharsis and uh, kind of lessons on why we should keep this shit in our popular culture and and, and not in real life because it gets real messy in real life. So just generally, this is my going to be my one political statement ever on Two True Freaks. Probably not ever, but my real clear one is that fuck all you fucking warmongering assholes, both sides of the aisle, that keeps bringing humanity to this fucking brink. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Anyone with a conscience is fucking sick of it. And uh, humanity shouldn't go out this way. We should evolve beyond this shit. And I, I think shows like The Walking Dead, as violent as they are, are ultimately trying to move the message that way. And we just seem to st- not, we're not getting the message, apparently. So 
Yeah, but I think what a lot of uh, science fiction has shown us is that things are going to get worse before they get better. I mean, even – I mean, look at some of the science fiction franchises out there where humans united. Yeah, even the Star Terminator, Trek had the to Terminator go through. franchise. Right. Yeah. Humanity was almost destroyed. Even Star Trek went there. Right, yeah. In Star Trek, we had to – I guess the lore is that we went through a few really bad world wars – you know, even past the ones that really happened so far, you know, which all, all to... that stuff was put in after Roddenberry uh, was out. Oh, really? Well, but it makes sense, as you said. Yeah, things, it does. Things are always going to have to get worse before they get better. But but what? how bad do we have to fuck this up before? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man. It's like, uh, do we really need to take it down to us going back to caves? Because I'd rather not start over like that. We should be able to. Uh, Kind of start midway the second time around. <laughs> Tough to get Wi-Fi, good Wi-Fi in a cage. Yeah, exactly, and uh, you know, if suddenly you go bleep. We were just joking on Facebook, you know. I'm like, I'm gonna go out and have one more cigarette and see if I can see any missiles. And Mike came back, fucker, with like Rochester's not important enough to bomb. And so I, I came back. I don't know if you read that yet, but I, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm 30 miles from New York City. <laughs> I said no. I'm talking flight. about. I was watching the missiles coming over the Arctic Circle on their way to you. <laughs> Maybe 45 miles from uh, as the crow flies. Yeah. So yeah, if I get blown, if I get blown up tonight, I don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn tomorrow for a little league parade. So that's what I figured. I you know like I went from coffee to wine very quickly and said if I'm. The world's potentially going to end, and I'm going to do it podcasting. Well, the that. world can't end tonight because I have no snacks in the house, and I can't get blown up on an empty stomach. No, no. See, we we luckily just got some food to hoard, so we we have like five things of peanut butter. It should last oh, I, us I, at I least have plenty a of week. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a decent bag of potato chips. And we're pretty meaty cat too, if it really comes to it. Uh, oh, kidding. Lucy. All right, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> our, our cat decided she didn't want to see the bomb fall. She checked out a week ago. <laughs> but so we're going to do the Walking Dead thing and try to keep a, a positive. Uh, the, of course, the, we'd start World War Three on, on the night we're covering an episode I actually like this season. Um, so it is one of the signs of the apocalypse. It must be, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just going to be, you know, you have to at least let me get to the finale now. Their world, so try not to blow everything up for a couple more days. Yeah, we can't die until we know how this crossover thing is going to work. Yeah, I've been waiting, uh, waiting on pins and needles on how much that's going to upset me. So, or do you want to get blown up before that? Yeah, maybe. Uh, now I have to rethink that. <laughs> so, but I did like this episode as as much as there's a problem, which we kind of discussed last time. But um, we'll get to that by one little rant. But uh, the episode's called Worth, and we start with Rick rereading Carl, or he reads Carl's letter, um, or Carl, you know, does the voiceover uh, in which he reminisces about happier times and all these memories he has with Rick as a kid. And, Before he was getting eaten by other people. Yeah, it, it was nice. It was nicely written and nice for Chandler to, to do the voiceover, which he was probably contractually obligated to do. Um, but he sold it. It was a good Carl voiceover. And, of course, he urges Rick to make peace with Negan and find a way to coexist, like he told him face-to-face. So, But let's let's pause and appreciate for a minute babysitter Jerry, too, who you just kind of catch in one little scene, and he's carrying a baby while Rick's reading this on a balcony. And, yeah, and I was thinking about, has he shown her where the cobbler is? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, it's like you cannot let anything happen to uh, Jerry, Walking Dead, that would... 
you'd think the Daryl riots will will be bad. I, I'm a big man, and I will start the Jerry riots. And uh, woe be to you if if you kill him off, because I've shown him holding a baby, and you just can't kill that dude off. No. So Michonne is lying in bed. Is that the only time you saw Jerry in the episode? Pretty much, yeah. It was just one little flash of him walking by with a kid. Presumably that Grace baby that they that they rescued. Well, took after Rick killed his its dad. <laughs> I should uh, say. That, that wasn't Judith? No, no. It was a small baby. I mean, Judith is like two or three now. She's she's motoring around on her own pretty much. And I'm pretty sure it was it looked like more like a newborn. I've forgotten about that other baby. Yeah. So Michonne lies deep in uh, thought in bed, and she takes Carl's uh, letter to Negan out of the desk, and we roll credits. Pretty quick cold open, except for the whole Carl thing. Yeah, we've seen, we've had cold open in this show that were fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. So this this is about their their average. It's not too long. I just I question even the the need for the little Michonne scene there. They could have thrown that in after the credits, and it'd be just as effective. Kind of should have you know ended it with the Rick thing in my opinion uh maybe after the real apocalypse there will be no one left and you and me can make this show and we'll be able to write it like we want i'm game oh, there you go yeah and we'll do live walking dead theater <laughs> there will be no more tv <laughs> so gregory meets with simon at the sanctuary and apologizes for giving him lousy intel on hilltop he says he wants to make it right with negan um, he's really carrying some swagger too. I think it's about the only card left he has to play is to, you know, play like he's this tough guy. But, uh, you know, uh, Simon then tells him that he's taken over. And of course, Gregory immediately starts kissing ass and be like, you're oh, new all along. You were the man for the job and you just didn't know what he was doing. And, you know, I don't think Gregory's ever met an ass he couldn't kiss. No, hell no, man. Uh, he's got a special lipstick for it. I think he keeps in the, the scotch cabinet. Or tequila cabinet, whatever he was drinking. Um, so, yeah. But Simon is not happy, implies that he needs to kill Gregory, and Gregory starts basically whining and ranting to save his own ass, and that's when he kind of even must have been emboldened by the booze a little bit, because he actually kind of gets in Simon's face and says, oh, I've got the juice. You ain't, you know, I'm not going to go out by you killing me. And Simon. Kind of, kind of I, no. uh, yeah, so he just shoves him down and spares his life for some reason and tells him he's going to start making him coffee. Um, so I guess he'd rather have Gregory around as a sniveling servant than kill him. Um, over to the ocean side, about the only thing I didn't really like about this episode, Cindy and her crew find Aaron in the woods near Oceanside, who's up his little diplomacy tour apparently just consists of him hanging out outside and barely starving himself and helping him kill walkers and he's like is there, a point, is there a point to this i know man i really did not like what they did with Aaron in this one it just seemed it's like they could have at least shot a scene of like him trying to talk to them or do some diplomacy skills you know or wormed his how he wormed his way in but no he's just been basically on a hunger strike outside the walls and hoping that's going to convince them to go fight and uh cindy's like basically says it's not her problem if Aaron wants to starve and they leave him to die, kind of. And I, my notes say, not sure of the efficacy of this plan here, Aaron. You know um, what I noticed? I did notice one thing. Hmm? Are you current on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think so, yeah, except for tonight, yeah. One of those women is Agent Piper. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that a while back. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice seeing the character actors get several jobs at once these days. Yeah. Yeah. 
you don't have to die on The Walking Dead to be an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, no, you just don't have to have much of a part, you know. <laughs> no, there's a lot of that going on. I just read somewhere that uh, Angus McTavish, or what's his name? Maybe it's Angus, who plays uh, Sandy Killers on Preacher, has just signed up for a, a new TV show, too, but he's probably still going to be doing the same, too. So AMC must have a different uh, shooting schedule. Yeah, that's probably all it comes to. It's, you know, just not... You know, it's easy to work with people in this day and age, and uh, yeah. you know I don't think there's as much territoriality as maybe there used to be, where you're not, you can't well, go work for that network, especially with uh, with uh, guest actors. Yeah, yeah. So, look how many people got on the love boat, you know, from different studios. Uh, <laughs> for you kids out there, it was this cheesy '70s TV show that you should probably never watch. Um, so we cut to Eugene and get some uh, tips on the college gourmet eating habits that he used to have. Macaroni, cheese, garlic, and sardines. Yeah. <laughs> and Negan's wives have that, pretty much... That's your choice. Take, take your chance with the food in the quad. Yeah, and Negan's wives, <laughs> were now his cooks, are, are not appetized at all and, and look like they want to wreck. But at the Bullet Factory, I think Eugene's enjoying his, his new power as he walks around and eats and orders his workers to pick up the pace in Eugene's speak, which takes too long. And so they can meet their quixotic quota for uh, Simon. And he f- finds a flaw in one of Gabriel's bullets and suspends Gabriel after he admits Remi- it. Remind me, uh, yeah, when we're done with the episode, I want to go back to Eugene. Okay. Well, we can chat about him now. Let me just get through because this. Because what's, what's Eugene not doing right now? Uh, making bullets himself, but Right. <laughs> he's ordering everyone else to. You delegate. You delegate when you own an outpost. Right. So right now he's not making bullets. Proceed. Right. right. So he finds uh, the, the wonky bullets that Gabriel's been making, and Gabriel never you know, put him in a police lineup. Uh, admits it was deliberate. Well, I did it. And he just starts weeping. Says he didn't want the bullets to hurt anyone, just to protect his friends. I thought Gabriel was blind. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an amazing saboteur for being pretty much completely blind. Yeah, I thought he was just, like, sitting there, you know, who's giving him real work to do? Again, it's like, yeah, let's let him read the map. Um, <laughs> or, or the using that Jesus vision from, uh, <laughs> yeah. that he had a couple episodes ago. Well, apparently it allows him to purposefully make bad bullets. And, and Eugene kind of shows him no uh, sympathy, and he admits, uh, Gabriel admits finally he's afraid of death and is certain now that... God is basically punishing him by showing him he's, he's still a coward. So, yeah, faith being shattered once again with Gabriel. Well, we haven't seen that one before. Also, I, that's, I guess I didn't really like this little part of it, too. I like what Eugene's doing. I mean, he's, like, kind of appropriately slimy and, and asshole-ish for, you know, he's taking on the, the Negan leadership thing, you know, well, I guess. Well, it is nice, though, to finally see him making bullets after, you know, he was taken from Alexandria to make bullets, like a season and a half ago. Yeah. But as we said, it's only been a little while real-time-wise. I hope the internet will eventually kind of break down how long the whole last two seasons actually was. It might might have already. Yeah, I'm sure it has. I just haven't looked for it because it will enrage me. (laughs) There's that timeline on the... uh, 
yeah. Wikia page, and I don't yeah, feel yeah, like booting at, up right yeah, now. Yeah, no. No, I don't want to know yet. I'll, I'll know after the, the finale. Yeah, well, and, well. And then let it enrage me during the break, and hopefully I'll forget about it. Because it'll end up that these last three seasons were only like a week and a half, and that'll <laughs> be like, wait, what? <laughs> three years of my life is a week and a half of showtime? I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, also, Eugene, I, I note that he's eating. Uh, Eugene eating while talking is, is one of the more horrifying the show uh, things that this show has ever given us, like ever. Eugene talking is pretty horrifying. Yeah, in general it gives me a migraine most of the time. Uh, so he steps out to test some of the rounds, um, presumably not the fucked up ones. And after he, he walks out and Daryl and Rosita are there to kill the guards and seize him. I must have fallen asleep for the scene where Negan, uh, not Negan, uh, they caught up with uh, with Eugene because I next encountered Eugene. They already had him. I was like, oh, what the fuck happened? Well, it was really quick. I mean, they, they built it up last episode with, like, Daryl and Rosita spying out the place. and Like, all right, we're going to kill all the workers but leave the machines. And then it was literally, yeah, it was like a 10-second scene. They show up, kill two guards, take them, and then went to commercial. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, and so it was blinking, you miss it. Definitely. There was, yeah, some wonky editing in this one. I, I didn't really agree with some of the choices. Um, it just seemed like short scenes like that and the Michonne one at the beginning could have just been put somewhere else more effectively. But I don't get paid to make those decisions, so that's why they don't happen. So uh, Negan surprises Dwight in the sanctuary courtyard, and Dwight insists he only stopped searching for him on Simon's orders and makes a pretty good case for it. And we uh, at the audience already have kind of suspected that Laura's back. Negan knows that Dwight tried to stab him in the back. Uh, so this is kind of an interesting exchange, and, you know, Negan's ever the poker face, and you don't know whether he's going to kill you or shake your hand. Jeffrey I Dean's forgot, I've forgotten it. Laura. Yeah, no, I mean, you Come on, I have to suffer through the show like three, four times every episode. you, you got to try to stay with us, man. <laughs> I watched this like three times before. No, I mean, I'd forgotten where we saw her before. Yeah. Well, she's just been one of those background. Remember, she hit on Eugene when he first got there, and she disappeared oh, okay, for half yeah. the season. And then she showed us up in a fight, and, you know, she's the one that ran off, and Dwight shot at her, and she watched Dwight shoot all the, you know, all, all the other saviors, and she was the mystery hitchhiker. Um, yeah, well, so, so she guest starred like two episodes. I'm supposed to remember. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Just like I'm supposed to remember that guy from season one. Yeah, I know. Well, they're spinning too many plates. Well, you know, they they pumped him up in the press. It was the big reunion with Morales? I think his name was, and uh, like, who gives a fuck what his name was? And, and then he was done in five minutes. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it's standard fare. So, uh, it seems he's, uh, won Negan over Dwight and then made him believe that, uh, he's still Team Negan. And he's like, he rightfully said, it's like, hey, uh, Simon was in charge, you know, this is what he said to do. You know, we didn't know anything about what happened to you. So, Negan meets Simon and his other lieutenants, and Simon asks, uh, Negan to forgive his insubordination by doing everything opposite of what Negan wanted in the last few episodes. And Negan reminisces a little backstory about when he took this place over with Simon. Remember, we speculated that Simon used to be the boss, maybe, but um, no, he was just. I got a, really hopeful for like 
20 seconds and I was right about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was close. I think it was, was close. I think Simon was probably, he probably like staged a coup with Simon. You know, he probably like, he, he's probably the one that did what Simon was trying to do with Dwight, you know, in the old guard. And he can probably show it up and be like, well, I can do this better than this guy. We need to throw him over. So it's cyclical, man. And it seems that Simon was the one that killed all the men at the ocean side. I don't know if we knew that or not yet, but because Negan basically is like, you're a ruthless motherfucker, man. You know, I'm bad, but <laughs> you just like to kill people. Makes and, sense. Yeah. And Negan orders Simon to his knees, but uh, spares his life. And I think Simon might need to go change his pants. I swear when I was watching this the first time, it almost looked like he, he reached back to see if he had filled his drawers. <laughs> Because he thought he was, oh, he thought I he think, was getting Lucille. Now, I don't know. I haven't filled my drawers in a while, but I'm pretty sure you know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And I, I, at second rewatch, he was just like putting his hand on his hip. But said, my ten year old mind, you know, went to duty, of course. So. Of course. Yeah. It's just a biological thing with us boys, kids. But what can we do? Uh, <laughs> he said duty. <laughs> uh, Yum, yum, yum. Where are we here? Oh, so uh, Negan outlines a nice little intricate plan to surround Hilltop and set up a bunch of weapon caches and slaughter anyone that tries to leave. Simon remarks that he likes the plan. It has testicular haft because we had to have a balls uh, no, of course. <laughs> reference. Yeah, we, 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 have we haven't had one in a couple of episodes. So. Uh, he pulls Dwight aside and commends him for doing whatever it takes to stay alive. Yeah, we haven't had a good balls joke since uh, Simons were out there swinging. No, no. Um, back to Daryl and Rosita. They're marching Eugene down a road, and Eugene tries to defend his alliance with Negan. And, uh, Rosita is not having it, though. Blames everyone's deaths on him for helping the Saviors escape. And Eugene argues that Rick is the real cause of the war, which would be hard-pressed to agree with him, or disagree with him. And Rosita snarls that they're going to lock Eugene up, basically. They're like, we're going to take you back, you're going to live, but we're just going to let you out when we need your brain for something. And they shouldn't at all, because they got the, the Master Survival book now. But Have the show's writers forgotten that Rick did not actually broker the deal? Yeah, no, yeah, but I mean, he was... He went along. Maybe has done a whole hell of a lot since brokering the deal. Yeah, since committing every, committing them to this. Yeah, well, I think Maggie and Rick kind of are both equally culpable in this whole mess. Yeah, I mean, whoever made the decision to attack the the first outpost for food, and that was that came down to both of them. I mean, that was a team effort. So, but yeah, she did do the the original deal on that. So Maggie, who was now uh, two years pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and not showing. Yeah, well, I, that's why I'm not so sure. I, I think they're trying to get us to forget that, too, because <laughs> well, they bumped off the other doctor. They haven't had Sadiq examine her or anything yet, and given uh, Cohen's, uh, Lauren Cohen's uh, possible contract woes, I think maybe they just want us to forget that she's pregnant so they can not get too many letters when they knock her off here in a few episodes. Uh, although kids, the, the comic book had no problem killing babies. Uh, that's all I'm going to no. say. Uh, How's uh, comic book Judith doing these days? Yeah, and, and, and distant memory. <laughs> 
Eugene argues, oh, wait, uh, yeah, Rosita locked Eugene up, and back to Dwight in his apartment, he marks up a map for Rick and writes a message describing Negan's attack plan. And Simon stopped by and urges Dwight to help him overthrow Negan again, and Dwight agrees to meet Simon in the courtyard to plan the coup. Daryl, Rosita, and Eugene encounter a herd of walkers while Daryl kills uh, some walkers. Uh, Eugene makes himself vomit on Rosita and runs off before she is able to recover. And uh, just I'm gonna give a slow golf clap to Eugene on yeah. innovation on that one. Yeah. Beautiful projectile vomit spray. Uh, oh, he had no penis for him to bite, so. <laughs> no, he had, he had plenty of mac and cheese and sardines in his his gut, though, and that's got to be a pretty alarming, uh, pretty alarming distraction yeah. tactic. <laughs> that was pretty nasty to watch. <laughs> I don't know. It must have been like I don't know if that was like a totally. It couldn't have been digital. I I don't know. They must have had someone from behind like spraying her or something because it was it was pretty effective. Uh, and pretty messy. So Aaron uh, walks up, uh, wakes up in the woods and fights off some more walkers, and he's starving and weak, and he falls unconscious again, and when he comes to, he's surrounded by Cindy and her crew, and, like, big surprise, urges them to fight the Saviors again so they can live in freedom, and he just passes out, and apparently the writers forgot to write the Oceanside women any dialogue whatsoever because they just stand around in the rain looking at each other, and that was the complete... That's it for the scene. It's almost exactly the same scene as before. Yeah, the Aaron part of this really was just fucking filler and just written yeah. horribly. It just wasn't even written. It was just like, all right, we're going to have Aaron do the same damn thing for Twice. two scenes, and in one of them he's going to tell them that they should fight like he has the last five times he's seen them. Fight! Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, yeah hats off to, what's his name? Um, I forget the actor's name. Uh, Ross Marquand? Yeah, but you could even tell that he wasn't really feeling it. He was like, what the fuck are they having me do here? You know, they're making me roll around in the goddamn mud and say this one cheesy line that is kind of already a given. So, not not really loving the Ocean Let's call stuff. Let's Yeah, yeah. Nah, he usually, man, Ross usually, he's just one of the, he doesn't phone he's it in. He's good, but they're know. wasting him. Yeah, there's just nothing you could do with that. And, and as I said, it just looked kind of really pathetic that... Cindy and her crew just literally didn't say anything after that. They just stand around looking at each other. And you think there would have been at least some discussion, you know, or, you know, I guess we get to find out next episode there will be a scene of him waking up again and them being like, all right, we'll fight. And that'll be it. And then they'll ride in as the cavalry. And uh, I'm not really happy with that. You know they're going to. Yeah, yeah. But then why even bother with it in this friggin' episode? I, I don't know. Because that's what they'll do in the next one. It'll be like one more exact scene like that, and then they'll agree. You watch right enough turn. fiction, you know how these things work. Yeah. So, where are we here? Dwight meets Simon and the group of saviors in the courtyard to plan Negan's downfall. And Simon offers him the opportunity to kill uh, Negan firsthand, because he's got the most personal shit with him. We then hear Negan whistle, they'll whistle, and emerges from his hiding place. And he counts down from three, and I, my notes say this is probably where it would have been a good idea for one of the conspirators to just shoot Negan, because wasn't that the plan anyway? Uh, but then, of course, at the end of three, two, one, all the conspirators except Simon and Dwight fall dead, executed by well, Negan's Dwight hidden Dwight knew men. Negan was there, right? Yeah, yeah, he clued him into it, so yeah. So Negan offers Simon a chance to fight him hand-to-hand. 
Um, and you want to be the man, then you have to beat the man. And Negan and Simon battle to the death while everyone watches. And Dwight pulls Gregory aside, hands him the map, and orders him to deliver it to Rick. Uh, Gregory runs off as Negan finally strangles Simon to death. So what do you think of this fight? Uh, it was okay. I didn't think it was <coughs> uh, excuse me, shot particularly well. It's like they... They maybe could have done some longer shots and used a stuntman every now and then, but, I mean, they tried to stay on, like, Jeffrey Dean's face a lot, which was good, but it was... Simon wasn't quite the badass I think he thought he was, and Negan makes pretty... Well, I don't think I don't think Simon was ever the badass. He no, he, Negan makes pretty quick work of him. Simon even tries to get one in early. He starts monologuing, and then he, you know, in the middle of it, he just nails Negan. I thought early on Negan let Simon get a few. Maybe, yeah. It took a while for Negan to throw a punch. Yeah. And at first I was like, you know, this is just kind of dumb. It's like, why would you even give this guy a chance if you were Negan? But, you know, they are kind of the the wolf pack alpha alpha male type society. So, yeah, having to do the hand-to-hand thing uh, is more effective in the long run. Well, how much of this is about control? No, I don't know. The entire sanctuary has just watched Negan basically beat this conspirator to death. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that buys him a little more control. <laughs> Most definitely, you know. Although, again, uh, I've said it all along that I think Negan's a little too much... I'm not sure I buy that that much swagger is that effective in the apocalypse when everyone's got a gun and they could just be like, you know, I'm fucking tired of you, bang. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Negan's, a sh- Negan's a showman. Yeah, but I said I don't know how long that actually works or Ezekiel either you know you would think someone in Ezekiel's camp would eventually be like why are we letting this fucking actor rule us you know bang <laughs> I'm the new boss <laughs> until someone shoots me uh, and that's kind of what Negan's the savior society is like so I I think there'd be like a coup a week in the, in the saviors but but well, then maybe again they, maybe there was and Negan put them all down yeah well but then again we can argue for the point that the theatric theatricality of it is what keep, keeps people online, like Ezekiel. I mean, that's the argument right. they make for Ezekiel. So, where are we? Uh, Gregory runs off. Simon choked out um, pretty impressively. Good, good little choke scene. Um, still, uh, personally, you know, kind of wish we would have gotten the head bashing. Um, no, you know what? I'm, I'm glad we didn't because... Simon's fate just made the whole thing worth it. Yeah, yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that was nice. That shot of him on the fence. Simon's the got a new job. It. Yeah, he's a fence zombie now, and he, he's a, he was a good one. Stephen Ogg must have enjoyed that. He's a very happy-looking zombie. <laughs> he was just like, ah, ah. He, had, he kept his smile in death. Yeah, it was that mustache, man. It's, he's got the best mustache in the undead world right now. So it's nice though. Simon dies, and we still get to keep Stephen on at least for another episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll be he'll he'll eat somebody important. If the writers are worth their salt, Simon will be eating somebody important. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. He looks so happy to be there. He does. Like, oh, I finally found my special purpose. Yeah. <laughs> He's king of the zombies now. Um, so. Slithering Greggy, Gregory, Greggy, might as well be Greggy. You're Greggy from now on, Gregory. Uh, he returns to Helltop where Maggie throws him in prison instantly. And she gives, gives Dwight's map to Rick. Um, and 
Uh, Negan walks Dwight back to his room and appoints him his new right-hand man, you know. Dwight opens the door only to be, uh, find, uh, Laura waiting inside. We were speaking of earlier, um, you know, explains that he picked Laura up on his way back to the sanctuary and learned everything about Dwight's treachery. He deduces that Dwight was responsible for many of Rick's attacks on the saviors and explains that the map that Dwight just gave to Rick, um, is a fake map, fake news. Um, and it will lead Rick right into the saviors line of fire. Now, if, you know, Rick is the master tactician that he thinks he is occasionally, um, you would think that he would possibly consider that it might be a trap. And so we'll see if that's the case next week or not. But, um, so Eugene returns to the bullet factory. Regina or, uh, informs him that Negan is back. Oh, and, wait, you, you, you glossed over Rosita's speech. Which one was that? To Eugene. About locking him up and using his brain? About how pathetic, about how pathetic his life is. Oh, right, yeah. Well, yeah. No, well, yeah, I guess I didn't really explain it in detail, but yeah, she was telling him that they were going to lock him up and... Yeah, and that his... Because that's no important for, the, for what he says before he sits down. Right, yeah, his his worthless life, yep. Um, you know, we're going to make your worthless life mean something. So he returns to the billet bu- bullet factory. Can't speak tonight. Uh, it's the radiation. Uh, Regina informs him that Negan is back, needs bullets by morning in order to uh, spring a trap on Rip's, Rick's group. And Eugene orders everyone to finish in time so they can destroy them, and he gets almost Shakespearean about it, too. And as you say, he ends with some line that Rosita, you know, about proving his worth, basically. Okay. And this is something, I don't know, I I read this somewhere else, some speculation. Is Eugene making real bullets? Yeah, I don't know. Well, see, I kind of took it as, I hope not. I mean, I hope so, actually, because this, I kind of took it now as that, He's back to being irredeem- irredeemable and is not going to try to sabotage things. Because now it's like he kind of wrote, he wants to kill him. You know, he's like pretty pissed at Rosita and, you know, that he knows that going back there, I think if he's the pragmatist that they've portrayed him as, he has to stay with Negan now. I think it would be bullshit writing to have him all of a sudden decide to betray Negan again because he's like, this is where I'm going to be. If I help these guys win, I'm going to have a better life than if I help the other guys win. So, I don't but think... He, but Eugene is always going to hedge his bets. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think he thinks that Rick can win, though, at this point. We shall see, I guess. But No, I, I want actively want Eugene to, to buy it at the end of the season. I, I think he's irredeemable. They can figure out the bullet thing themselves, and I'd like to see him kind of... I don't think him and Rosita are getting together anytime soon like they do in the comics. So. <laughs> um, well, they didn't stay together very long, so... No, no, but, you know, she used him as a fuck buddy for a while. Uh, and, uh... So, I don't know. No, I'm pro Eugene's gotta go at this point. I don't think he should... I think it's kind of bullshit if they have him try to sabotage Negan at this point. Just and like... Go ahead. Mike. And we're sure that Dwight gave Rick Negan's plan. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because Gregory showed up and gave it to Maggie. Well, the fake plan, right? Yeah, we assume so, unless Dwight has even more inside information or something we don't know about. But that's the way I took it. Yeah, I started speculating about that. 
I'm just speculating all over the place because. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Now is the time. Although I don't know if we'll get this out before the finale, but. Um, <laughs> no, but because there's uh, one more episode to go, only one. Yeah. If Rick goes into the trap, he has he has to come out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Nick or Nick Rick will figure out, um, you know, or at least have a contingency. I would, you know, for in case it is bullshit because they no, they don't completely trust Dwight yet. You know, this is just his intelligence has been pretty good so far, but this is kind of a big one, you know. So yeah, if Rick's learned anything, he would have backup for, you know, the backup, for the plan. You know, he would be like, all right, we're going to go look for these caches that we think are out there, but someone should be hanging back and watching our backs, you know, while we do it, because it could be a trap. So, one other thing one other thing we missed. What's that? The radio call between Negan and uh I was Michelle. getting there. You cut me off, motherfucker. Oh, okay. Let's go get that. <laughs> A freshly tuned Simon is uh, a turned Simon is chained to the fence at the sanctuary, as we were saying. And Michonne contacts Negan by walkie talkie and uh, reads the letter that Carl wrote him, saying basically the same thing to everyone you know, stop fighting. And I don't know if my, if my dad will try to kill you or not, but if he offers you peace, you should take it. And Negan's now says, fuck that, I'm killing all of you, and crushes the walkie talkie with his foot. So, When did Negan pass the point of no return? I I don't know that that's a little hazy because that's I don't know what his uh, his sudden bloodlust is unless it's like the whole just Simon and Dwight thing you know probably the Dwight thing does he need does he need this victory now to retain control it's just seemed a little whacked because I mean he was all about people are resources people are resources and then even when he gets back and is pissed at Simon for wanting to kill all Hilltop, his next plan is to kill all Hilltop. So, yeah, he's basically doing what Simon was trying to now. But, I mean, he blames it on Simon as he's killing him. He's like, God damn it, now I have to kill all these people. And, yeah, so he must see it as, you know, the only way to to get things back to normal is just to kill every enemy. So. Well, it's, it's one of those things. Simon has committed him. Yeah. That's the way he fact. feels about it, I'm sure, yeah. So he's, you know... So he's he's done and no more talk. It's all we only have one episode to wrap this up. We gotta fight. Uh, let them fight. Uh, so yeah, yeah. But that's a little more. And, and again, if we're gonna do a, I'm really gonna be pissed if we do a whole 180 where Nick's all of a sudden the friggin' peacemaker, and Negan is like, no, I'm killing everybody. And and Rick just got there because he read the letter. And again, if his son saying it to his face didn't do it then why would then that's just yeah stupid if they have the letter be the actual catalyst then they should have just had carl die off screen or something and not got his last words with his dad and dad just found the letters or something then i would have bought it but i i said i would be pissed if rick does the whole mercy thing because of the letter and not because of what carl said to him so because you know negan's also not putting his show on over the walkie-talkie yeah Yep, so, so yeah, no more no more talk, which is how we like it. We've only been, you know, 15 episodes trying to get to the final battle here. And, so. <laughs> and the final battle is going to be at Hilltop. Yeah, or, or Syria. 
<laughs> one way, one or the other at this point. Hopefully there is a Walking Dead tomorrow night. Where <laughs> uh, our real lives might become the Walking Dead soon. <laughs> but I figure we're as well prepared as anybody out there. I would, I would assume so. Yeah, I, I will make a nice fleshy barricade for somebody to hide behind and shoot at things. <laughs> and then have a barbecue later. Just got a cue. Tainted, tainted meat. Tainted meat. No, it's it's well, it's smoked meat actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice, been in a smoker for thirty years. Uh, should be tasty, and probably get you high. Uh, so that's fear of the Walking Dead cast, I guess. You got anything else, brother? No, not really. Not much else to uh, to say on this one. It Think, was thanks to the wine. I'm not quite as doom and gloom as I was when we started until I start reading Twitter again and watching bomb videos. Well, you should never be reading Twitter. That's uh Oh god, that's a black hole I never should have got into. But no. It's fascinating. Um in a horrifying way. You you spend enough time on Twitter and you want humans to uh, go extinct. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of humans, but I I, I think we should be better than we are lately. <laughs> but uh stay safe out there, kids. If you hear from us again, then uh shit didn't hit the fan too bad. Nope. So, we'll be back. Bye now. Yeah. You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network.